Hi everyone, welcome to this week's months. We're getting close to getting the, the, the schedule fixed, um, but this episode of Animation Communication, one that we probably should have done a lot sooner, honestly, um, but I just needed to find people that were passionate about Treasure Planet who also did YouTube videos because like no one no one really talks about it except like me and you know maybe one or two other people. But yeah, if you're new, welcome. Hi, I'm KP or I love Kim Possible a lot. I know that's a lot of words, but uh people remember it. So it it works. So um anyway, I'm gonna just cut to it and welcome our host or our guest, Andrew, not our I mean, I'll host it if you want. Uh, I feel like that was your job. (laughs) So, Andrew, um, you're also a YouTuber. So tell me a little bit about what you do on the on the YouTube. Yeah. So uh, I've done um, I've done YouTube for almost a decade now. I started in 2014. Um, The first eight years were pain and misery of nothing ever working, um, as a lot of YouTubers experience. But it was a long eight years. I did a lot of different kinds of stuff. Um, I'm a magician, so I did magic videos, I did vlogs, I did comedy videos, I did car jam sessions, I did escapes, I can escape handcuffs and stuff like that. Um, Within the past couple years, um, I started testing out some stuff on TikTok, like doing trivia. I've always been really good at movie, like Disney trivia, Marvel trivia, Star Wars trivia. Used to grow up playing Disney Scene It and stuff like that. So, um, and I started doing well, so I kind of doubled down on it. And now that's basically my full-time job um, is doing uh, – getting to talk to people about, you know, and movies and quizzing them uh, on trivia and things like that, so. Well, if you I'm, – I'm, I'm a beast of trivia, so if you ever need me to come to trivia, Oh, lovely. But, yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, Andrew's neat, and you like you like Spider-Man and stuff. You cosplay as Spider-Man most – Mostly, right? Is that uh, yeah, so so my first name is Andrew. My last name is Parker. Um, my dad wanted to. Na- I saw that. Yeah, my dad wanted to name me Peter. My mom wouldn't let him. Uh, and then, <laughs> so he's a big comics guy. So um, I could have legally been Peter Parker, and I still might change my name to that. Um, and then you know Andrew. Andrew Garfield plays Spider Man. Um, I kind of people say I look like Peter Parker all the time. I've been bitten by a spider. I used to do acrobatics. Um, so this, so Spider Man's always been my favorite. Um, I do cosplay as him sometimes, normally just for filming videos. Uh, but I always, you'll always see me in my uh, Spider Man hoodie. So yeah, that just seems to be like um, kind of the go to thing as far as when I was researching and, yeah. and looking at people. But yeah, I'm speaking. I, I just got this nice fancy um, Spider Man gaming chair because I needed a chair that didn't hurt my back forever so i'm on theme but yeah i love spider-man too we're we're working on a no way home video that will be out eventually when the other person records their line but oh awesome he's also really into comic book lore and stuff like that and just things like i i know disney stuff pretty well um i know star wars above average and then marvel stuff you know, I I'm I'm a plebeian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just haven't had. I just haven't devoted the time to to watch all the movies and know all the lore. And yeah, stuff I like mean, that. at this point, it's uh, it's quite a bit. So, I watched um, Wakanda Forever. That was yeah. What'd you, like, um, what'd you think? It was it was it was okay. I mean, again, like for someone who doesn't really know anything, you know, the I was really excited for No Way Home. Um, if for anyone who was watching my social media, because I'm a, I'm a sim for, um, again, Toby Maguire. My my dog is actually named Toby Maguire. So um, cute. <laughs> so, um, but beyond that, it was just like, uh, and like I love Alfred Molino and stuff like that. And anyway, um, yeah, Wakanda Forever was okay. I was just kind of here. I was kind of curious how they'd make, um, how they approached all of the 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 stuff thematically and mm-hmm. i think they did they did well for what they had yeah. you know it, i'm i was kind of surprised they weren't like using post effects to like you know not even like not even like uh what is it rogue one like someone in there mm-hmm. but like even just use like deleted footage or something like yeah that i thought i definitely thought he'd be in there a little bit but um yeah. yeah, not at all. Yeah, I thought it, I thought they handled it pretty well though. That first scene where Shuri is trying to save him was like really like whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also surprised they kept it um, vague. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like his death and stuff like yeah. that. I thought they'd make up some 
yeah. something, but, but anyway, um, so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Treasure Planet today. Sure. So, um, <laughs> so I found Andrew, um, so I, I just kind of like in my spare time, sometimes I research people to, to, to be on the show and stuff like that. Um, and I was just looking up Treasure Planet, um, stuff because again, like not a lot of people talk about, it, especially recently. And then I saw like a little clip of Andrew, like talking about all the movies that Treasure Planet is better better than made me laugh because I think a lot of people um simplify it a little bit too much like they go on the whole treasure island in space and they kind of just see it at face value um in that regard but like um I, I mean I read an adaption but I still read the original treasure island and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really understand I'll probably end up doing a video about it sometime this is probably the abridged version but um um, don't understand like not only the artistic influences um, that went on with it, um, but also just kind of the adaption changes that I think made the whole narrative stronger. So like mm-hmm. we'll start. Uh, what was your uh, introduction to Treasure Planet? Tell um, me about your origin story. I mean, I grew up in a house where we watched Disney movies pretty consistently. Like we used to have them on VHS and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But Treasure Planet was one that I remember we had on DVD. We had um, like a little shelf with a bunch of DVDs on it. And um, we had like Sky High, you know, and Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Some of these like early 2000s kind of Disney movies um, that were pretty good, but no one really talked about a ton. Um, I feel like Atlantis is another one that's pretty – I like Treasure Planet better, but those are kind of a pair to me that came out in a similar time frame that were pretty solid that no one really talks about anymore. Um, and treasure planet was, um, one that I just remember always liking. Um, and I mentioned Disney seen it earlier. Um, in one of the Disney seen it games, there was a scene. It's the climax of the movie where Jim Hawkins is, uh, trying to get his, um, like makeshift hoverboard thing to spark again so that he can press the portal. Um, that was always a scene that would come up in Disney seen it um, that it would ask a question about or whatever. And I always loved watching that as a kid, the whole um, him writing that thing uh, around and getting arrested at the beginning of the movie was like super cool to me as a kid. And then the robot was cool. Like there was just a lot of in the, in the, um, the cyborg's hand was cool. Um, it was never like, I would never say it was like my favorite Disney movie, but I always remember really liking it. And then when you go to Disney world or anyone ever talks about Disney, you never see it anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's just one that I always, I didn't watch it a ton. I didn't think it was like favorite movie ever, but like, I have a huge appreciation for it and, um, I would put it up there because it is good. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess, um, as far far as me, I'm in a similar boat. I watched it, you know, yeah, I think to, to your point, as far as Atlantis and Treasure Planet, I think to, um, I feel like Treasure Planet's probably more in the the spirit of Disney versus Atlantis being a more straight up um, action kind of movie, which you know everyone talks about like how sick they are about the the Disney the Disney uh, live action remakes, and I'm just like remake those and would help yeah. everyone, yeah. you know. So it's it's right there, it's right there for you. I always um, who's that actor? Um, Timothy Chal- Chalamet. Chal- Monet or something like yeah something like, he looks exactly like Jim Hawkins and I can't wow, I can't yeah. shake it every time I see him I don't know if he's yeah, yeah. I can see that anyway uh, <laughs> um but um yeah we actually um we had a dollar movie when dollar movie theater around when I was a kid um so we we saw Treasure Planet at the dollar movie which you know probably didn't help that much but you know um for those who don't know, it like came out in a very um, super congested time. Plus, the marketing wasn't clear. Plus, the um, yeah, those two things. So, something I found out um, by you know talking to people when I was in LA and stuff like that is, um, you know, again, no one, no one ever talks about this for some reason. But you know, um, when the when the movie ended up failing at the box office, Michael Eisner like had a lunch with everyone and he took responsibility and he said like you know we really we really unmarketed this movie but you know I think it will be a classic in the future mm-hmm. and um, because there's always been like uh, 
not speculation, but everyone kind of wonders, and especially with Atlantis too, because I think if memory serves, Atlantis did a little better, but because it wasn't like a smash hit that they canceled the the series and they made it a straight to DVD sequel, mm-hmm. you know, if that's mm-hmm. what we you know want to call it. Um, but Atlantis too had like a very strong cast as far as like both likability, but they're all very distinct in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I let's see. I think. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. Have you read Treasure Island? Are you familiar with Treasure Island as like I can't a I can't remember general trope. Yeah, I definitely know the trope. I can't remember if I ever actually read the book as a kid. I think it was on one of my reading lists one year or whatever. But I have seen like the <laughs> Treasure Island movie, um, and like I I know the story, or at yeah, least I did. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I guess the general thesis is that um, Treasure Island, I think, is most famous for its its tropes than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, finding the treasure, you know, Arg was actually originated from the Disney Egyptian, the, the word Arg, mm. so, or whatever, the pirate talk, whatever. Right, yeah. So um, I think... Um, I think, I mean, the biggest adaption this or the biggest thing I think really worked well uh, because in the original book, um, and then just jump in if, if I'm talking too much. No, no, no. Free, I love it. I love it. It's going to be exposition. Um, so uh, in the original book, uh, John Silver is also similarly like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, but he ends up just kind of leaving with the treasure without any... Um, any conclusion conversations so you kind of just feel he was kind of just kind of bad the whole time and manipulating people um which is interesting narratively and you know um from a what what is it from a dramatic sense i suppose but as a character base um it just kind of makes him self-serving and a little bit boring once you like pull away at the narrative of just kind of this manipulative dude who just wants to steal treasure and, and, and fucks off essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, you know, and then like when, well, that meme trended, the, the treasure Island walking meme trended, I was just like, um, or yeah, yeah, that was the right thing. I was just like, God damn it. Like, why can't it be tre- like, can't we do a treasure planet? Like it's not, e- uh, Oh, interesting. I didn't know this meme. You didn't know about the Treasure Island walking I meme? did not. Oh, okay. You can Google no, it later. I, I, I am right now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's basically um, one of the older Russian adaptions, and they um, people are entertained by, like, a scene of Jim and the doctor and, um, I think, the captain. Who, walking, yeah. Who, yeah, just walking. Um, That's And funny. they put it to, to music and stuff like that, and people have reanimated it. And I'm just like, this is a lot of work for a walk cycle. <laughs> For sure, but now, now you know. Thanks, to the internet. But this book um, is old. Eighteen eighty-three is when Treasure Island came out. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's in pub. It's been in public domain for a while because Robert Louis Stevenson he did that, and mm-hmm. he did uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and uh, what was? There's another one that he's famous for. I think those are the main two. Yeah, those are the main two. Kidnapped, A Child's Garden, uh, Travels with a Donkey. Interesting. <laughs> Gotta love travel. When, when's the Travels with the Donkey Disney? Yeah, Disney yeah. Make a movie about that for sure. I mean, yeah, most of the time, a lot of it's just um, Hans Christian Andersen, you know, adapt. Anyway, ramble, ramble. Um, But um, so I think having him have a having silver having a, a much stronger core as a character where he still has kind of those pulls with the narrative but you know you still understand like you know his heart and that he's he means what he says and he's not just sitting there manipulating people makes kind of the whole experience of the narrative much better i think yeah well it seems it gives the movie kind of more of a a point almost because you see some sort of growth you see some sort of like redemption or good ending as opposed to this is what this character was at the beginning this is what this character is at the end he's just weird manipulative and takes the treasure as opposed to at the beginning 
he's probably manipulative and and has one goal in mind and by the end he really cares about this kid and uh even even saves some treasure and gives the treasure to the kid uh that makes him a pretty endearing character and much more of a entertaining fun watch probably yeah um and like i guess that's kind of the thing with with i feel about um uh treasure island 2 is just like that plus jim being um kind of like in the book he was just kind of like very you know good hearty just like you know just kind of got it sucked into it but as his own character he's not really that interesting um you know but like i think it also it has to do with just how writing stories back in the 1800s was a lot different than writing stories now and having like much clearer character arcs and like i know like dickens and stuff are you know good at that obviously but i think a lot of it too is just you know what's an entertaining story and i also think like those those cruddy um like those love story books you know those like romance you know novels that old women buy at the <laughs> store or whatever yeah. um it's kind of like that where it's just like you know it's a it's an okay story but like what what's your what's your thesis for writing this story are you just just writing it to 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 make money or like are you trying to like have some kind of deeper meaning beyond just oh they go on a treasure chest or they go on a treasure hunt and they get some treasure at the end so <laughs> yeah i feel what you're saying yeah um so well how about this do you have a do you have a favorite character or do you have a character that you want to kind of discuss a little bit more? Uh, I mean, I really do like all the characters. They do a great job with all of them. Um, what's, oh, goodness gracious. Um, obviously, Jim is great. Um, obviously, uh, Silver is great. Uh, the villain, the the freaking spider thing. Um, Scorp. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, he's he's... <laughs> He's probably the weakest part of the movie if, like, uh, you know, he's creepy, but, like, he's... Um, yeah, he's a good side character. Like, he, he's not meant to be the main yeah. main thing, but, like, yeah. as a little side character, he's cool. Um, you know, uh, Mr. Arrow is great. Um, the captain is great. And then, uh, and if we're talking just pure entertainment, I, I always thought Ben was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Ben, ben and Jim, I think, are the ones that are appearing in the in the parks and like uh this happened relatively recently from my understanding but like i think they just put a permanent gym spot in animal kingdom in um disney world oh how lovely so great yeah isn't that like we're winning the the war slowly but surely so um and then you know in general because uh the 20th anniversary just came around there's there's more there's generally a little bit more merch uh that's good leaking into the the consensus um What's what is it? So um, that's good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, well, I was just gonna say uh, too. They, uh, it was on my feed on Twitter uh, like a, a couple of days ago that they just like Loungefly does a bunch of like Disney shit, and they I think they're running out of Disney shit because they just released a um, a Black Cauldron um, backpack and <laughs> wallet thing and i was just like good good for black culture and you know let's let's get in popular too again yeah so it's it's nice to see kind of this and they've done like atlantis before they just did treasure planet um like the last six months oh this um, treasure planet so, lunch fly bag is sick yeah i ha- i have all of it <laughs> dude is, is it the one where like silver is like reaching out to the stars and like showing jim oh no i uh, don't think i think that's new can you link me hold on yeah i'll send it in the discord Look at that. Look at that cuteness, brother. That's freaking awesome. Oh, man, that's a new one. I need that one, too. <laughs> so good. Um, It's not the most amazing thing ever, but now I guess I got to go buy some more, some more shit. Yep. But <laughs> anyway, um, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I just hurt. I just hurt <laughs> your bank account on accident. My bad. Nah. It's like maybe maybe Christmas or something because uh, I got the last one for, for Christmas. Uh, no, uh, Ben Ben but, was always the the funniest. I mean, uh, that was another thing. Like in my childhood, uh, my dad really liked a couple of Ben's lines, so we would quote them around the house. Um, mm-hmm. So like talking and touching, two big no nos. We would say that a lot. <laughs> um, so. 
Yeah, um, everyone always kind of thinks, like, I mean, as far as Martin Short's casting, that, like, they're they're just like, why, you know, it's like they wanted to get Robin Williams, but they couldn't, because Robin Williams was mad Disney, and I'm just like, yeah, but, like, like I don't, so, for, for context in the book, uh, Ben is, so, the, 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 um, what's the name of the, the, the bad pirate? The bad. Thinking on the name. Not screwed. The, the, the. No, the uh, the main pirate who steals all the treasure and like. Oh 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 oh. Um. Uh. It's not. Ah, uh, Captain Flint. I think that's it. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, I like how he's just like an important part of the movie. We both. <laughs> anyway, it's great. Uh, but. Yeah, it's Captain Flynn. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but so the plot of the mo- of the in the original book is moved up, as in like the Captain Flynn stuff happened like twenty five years ago. So it's not like you know as far away in the past. You know, so Captain Flynn has died, if I remember correctly, but he's still, um, you know, it's still hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. So Ben is the um, the drunk guy that they left on the island. And uh, that's why he kind of stumbles and stammers. So gotcha. the, the the thesis of that was adapting um, him into a robot that's missing missing something part of his brain. Which I was, yeah, I only had a brain. Yeah, um, <laughs> the centroid the mechanism. Yeah, that was a yeah. It, it was clever. That's clever. And then the way they find his brain and put it back on is clever. And yeah. I mean, he must have been a pretty, pretty mean guy for him just to like his last, like Flint's last wishes. Like, he won't. I'm gonna hold this brain on forever. Yeah. No one, no one can you know. find my treasure. I'm literally gonna rip this bro- robot's brain out. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, and obviously, because like in the book, there's not really an explanation for how Flint was able to get away with like doing all the bad stuff, except just being a really good pirate and just. You know, being a doing doing his thing. So like, uh-huh. ob- obviously, the movie invented the whole like teleportation the map. Yeah, and the, which is yeah. really cool. I yeah, I always like am a huge like I've always been a huge fan of the the map visual stuff and like how they go through the portals and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it just it's it's really it's really I just like the aesthetic too. So you know, like a lot of that just comes down to liking um, the aesthetic. Um, of the movie yeah too. but anyway um yeah if we want to talk about that so, like um i mean obviously yeah, we can we can jump into that yeah there's a, there's a lot of different things to like about this movie but um one of the ones that's definitely up there is the animation um they do a great job showing space and like the space port is cool uh the way they animate the the map and the little uh thing he has that he has to press and he f- accidentally figures out which is the only part of the plot where i'm like really there's like five kabillion different combinations on this little orb that he has, and he just figures it out and also memorizes it. Um, I've always wanted like a prop of that um, as my own. I thought that would be pretty cool. But um, the animation of that is pretty cool. The teleportation device is cool. Um, it's a really pretty movie. And I think um, – I can't okay. – where did you find the backpack, by the way? I, I literally just searched Loungefly Treasure Planet. Oh, okay, that's I, I was using Treasure Planet Loungefly, so and then it was just looking <laughs> me the ones I already saw. So anyway, whatever. It's not important. Oh, it's not too important. This I, can, is, I can shop. Right, later. this is a pre-sale. <laughs> it's expected to ship six twenty-seven twenty-three. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's good that there's such a demand that they're making more. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna have to buy it just to support. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Um. <laughs> um but anyway, uh, yeah, like uh, the aesthetics are really like interesting and neat, and I think I don't. Did you um, did you have the the, the PlayStation Two game for Treasure Planet? No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very good. Recommend if um, you feel like getting a PlayStation Two and yeah uh, and but yeah, all the original voice actors are in it. Um, That's cool. The actual. The actual mechanics are also really fun. So, if or if anyone wants a PS2, like I'm not just saying it because I like Treasure Planet. Like it's a like it's a good 
it's a, it's very um, it's from the same company who made uh, the Jack and Dexter games, so it has a very similar um, you know feel to those as far as double jumping and stuff like that. And Morph can do things like uh, Dexter can help Jack with like specific tasks and stuff like that. Um, but that also ex um, I mean obviously that that ex um, applies or not applies that relies on the aesthetic of the movie, but it also kind of um, expands on a little bit more and just kind of like um, I was able to get like a much much grander scale of the vibe, I guess that way because you know I was playing the game as well as being introduced to the movie as yeah. Disney marketing would like would like that order to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I think, like, even now, like, with all of the bad CGI that's out there and even all these bad live-action movies that everyone complains about, like, the, the, two, the 2D, 3D blend still really holds up and still actually looks fantastic compared to, like, you know, like, obviously everyone's been shooting on the, the live-action Lion King because of just the, the, the faces and just... Yeah. Just generally everything about it. So it's an interesting contrast because this is like 20 years ago and mm -hmm. they still did a better job than, you know, one of their front runners essentially. And it made all that money, which is unfortunate. But Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it obviously sucked that Treasure Planet was a flop, but you said there were, you know, obviously there were reasons for that. It was saturated market. Like the, the marketing wasn't that great. Like there were things that were going against it. And I think if it had come out at a different time or was handled properly um it would it would be up there with every other lion king toy story frozen moana whatever um but yeah the characters so i think i don't know they just do a good job making all of them interesting right so mm -hmm. even, even the small ones like jim's mom we don't see her that often yeah. but like she is a mom. They do a great job making her feel like a mom, right? She cares. She's working hard for her son. Um, they did a good job with her. The, the doctor. Um, he's all Dr. Doppler. <laughs> yeah, he's also funny. Um, and his little character of, of being like the, the klutz and kind of like the moron, but he's also really smart and also really cares. Great. Morph. Obviously great. Um there was also a scene in Disney seen it a lot. This is another one where <laughs> it's okay. where um Morph wakes Jim up and like kicks him and then um mm -hmm. takes his boot uh and then like flies out and then he's playing like whack-a-mole with him for a second. Mm -hmm. Um that was always a scene that that popped up in Disney seen it as well. So um they do a great job with Silver, they do a great job with Ben. Um and then again Side characters like um, Captain Arrow or Mr. Arrow and the Captain. Uh, it was all just like – it just seemed – like they, they created this own little world with all these like aliens and stuff. And it just all seemed to work mm -hmm. and they were all interesting to me. Um, none of it was boring. None of it wasn't pretty. None of it didn't make sense. The character development was all good. Um, I just think, yeah, that was all good. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yep. End of podcast. End of podcast, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so um yeah, like I think, you know, and the and part of the shame of it too is just kind of like, you know, like you feel the franchise energy, like you feel like, you know, watching Jim go through the Academy would be a great series, having Silver Return and like be be dad, be pirate dad again, you know, would be like refreshing to see because that's like the 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 crux of the whole goddamn movie. So you know, um, like in the, I've heard in the, um, through, what is it, um, the art book that it costs $7,000 because they don't print it anymore, so it's really expensive on eBay, but there was a whole, like, government system with the queen and, like, you know, pseudo-English kind of, you know, shipping society, so very, again, piratey before, like, more mainstreamy Pirates of the Caribbean came out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, like, that's, a sh like, the, the closest we get is the, um, the Battle of Frygon game, which is, like, um, a ship, well, obviously it's a ship game, I was just gonna be like, it's a ship game, uh, but it's, like, a game where you, like, design your own ship and you, like, bomb other ships and be a good at, at, at the ship, 
Um, but Silver's VOs in that, and he's great. So, like, if someone wants to isolate that and just, like, do something with it. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one of, I guess we can touch base on Jim, too, because I don't think we really expanded on that um, mm-hmm. too much. But, like, um, how did you feel about the whole, the angle as far as Jim kind of being edgy? Edgy teen McEdgy, whose dad left him when he was a kid, and kind of that heartbreak and stuff. Dude, it's so good. Like, obviously, <laughs> it's it's bad. Like, it's terrible. But like, because that's like it's it's heartbreaking. But like, I don't know any other. I mean, the, you know, it's a trope that a bunch of Disney movies, the parents always die, right? But never has there been like. I guess there has been, uh, like, like, uh. Big Hero 6, like, he lives with his aunt or his whatever, like, there's no father figure there. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they kind of handle it in the same way where, like, he has his brother, his older brother, who's kind of like his father figure, and then his older brother dies, and there's trauma there. Um, and, and in the same way, they it's it's not a thing that animation does a lot, um, where they 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 show the, the impacts of a fatherless growing up and like most teenagers act like that anyways obviously but um yeah they 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 do a good job like starting you off with jim showing you how he is as a teenager uh where he's uh kind of breaking the law in the coolest way possible might i add (laughs) dude was such a stud um loved that as a kid um and then you don't really get the full story of why his father isn't there or what happened until the song, which the song is a whole other discussion, but um, that little montage is great, and and it just gives context to why he is the way he is to that extent, why his mother is trying so hard, and why Silver, why Silver's character is so important, and how both Jim helps Silver and Silver helps Jim. It's freaking beautiful, um, and the song is beautiful. Um, it's just not something that you see done in a lot of animation movies, I don't think, and definitely not not done that well. Um, it was just an interesting story that um, Disney hasn't told a lot, and and it felt fresh, new, important, um, emotional, um, and the song will make you cry. Yeah, and I think, too, like, um, to that point as far as, um, you know, the dad disappearing, as I think, you know, especially disney who's very idyllic um you you know as a, as a fault as a brand that uh making like at least if a character dies it's not anyone's fault per se unless they're bambi's mom and then it's the whole hunter's fault but like you know if someone like dies of natural causes or something like that well yes the hero is without a road model or whatever but like you know and they might be a little edgy about it but there's no one really to blame versus um, and that kind of makes the, the, you know, the hero character or whoever a little bit like cleaner, innocent, like, um, I don't know if you know the horse show, but I'll mention the horse show really quick. Um, so in the, in the horse show, um, in the, in the, the My Little Pony show, they have a lot, like it's their whole thesis is friendship and, and make friends and everyone can be friends and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, it's done pretty sophisticated for the most part. Um, but at the same time, there's never an instance where, someone just can't be friends with someone it's like you know at the end of the day and like and i'm just like but life just isn't like that there's just people that aren't good with other people you know there's people that are toxic you know um there's all different you know angles as far as like living a life that you know a disney narrative probably doesn't really digest very well um so to have kind of because, like, if the dad leaves, then it implies that there's someone at fault. So it might, it's it's probably, I mean, by by the song, it's implied that it's the dad's fault because he just didn't want to deal with the son anymore or whatever. Uh, you know, we don't really have too much backstory. I think the most we get is his, his name is, like, um, is mentioned in one of the books or something like that. But, um, you know, like, talk about, like, something that could have been touched on like later if it, this was a franchise as far as like where'd the dad go and like maybe the dad's an asshole the whole time and like silver comes in and like stops the dad from being an asshole or you know some kind of rewarding experience 
like that I think would have been really cool too but you know where's the alternate timeline where I can just consume Treasure Planet uh, franchise stuff right yeah um yeah I think um the the song the song is a Disney song that no one talks about that I think is really yeah. really really good I've always thought it sounds like Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls or whatever well it's it's because it's the same singer is it is it the same singer is that why yeah. oh, okay that makes uh-huh. so much freaking sense <laughs> because i always i always thought like when i was younger i wasn't smart enough to like not know they were the same song like i was like I, every time i would hear one i would think about the other um and then I, when i was old enough i looked pat, it up pat. uh goo goo doll singer um and then uh John Resnick. Oh, yes, it freaking is because I I know the singer of the song is John Resnick. Wow. Okay, wow, you just blew my freaking mind. That makes so much freaking sense. Absolutely. Thank you. Um so the song is really good. Um and, and no one really talks about it as as Disney songs. Uh but it's emotional and it it's become like it's my cry song. You you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Not as much anymore, but like for a while there, I I am not making this up. This is I, this is not a plant for this podcast. I was driving home from work, literally like twenty minutes before we started filming, and Apple Music. I'm an Apple Music guy. I know I'm weird, but it will curate like a favorites playlist for you every week, um, where like it just makes a playlist of like fifteen songs that that thinks are your favorite recently or whatever. Um, and it was a remix of. I'm still here from this movie. So it was the last song I listened to uh, before I walked into the house to film this podcast. Um, so yeah, I've cried to the song tons of times. And my mom has even said like, why does this song make us so sad? Or like, why does it feel this way? I was like, well, this, the, it, it tells a pretty sad s- story in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think to be fair, like it's very non-diegetic. And I think a lot of people... I mean, not that it, not, not that it's like doesn't fit, like it totally fits, but I think in people's minds, it's just like, well, a character's not singing this song, so it's not a Disney song. And I'm just like, yeah. no. So I think if we, you know, but yeah, you're right. I'm surprised it's not like uh, the last podcast I did, we talked about like Disney Mania and like the really bad covers of like When You Wish Upon a Star by like Hilary Duff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm surprised it wasn't like something that people would want to revisit, like, because I would love, like, a legit, like, a female version of this. I mean, I know there's covers on YouTube, but, like, that's not the same thing as licensing and putting it on a a track or something and putting it on, like, an anniversary album or whatever. So, um, you know, but, like, I think, like, to the the general point of, like, like everything is, um, uh, my friend Eddie did a video about this a while ago where, oh, maybe, like, a couple of months ago, about like how Disney flops can kind of um, regain popularity based on time, which is kind of what's hopefully happening with 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 this. But we'll we'll save that for the ending note, I suppose. Um, let's see what else. Did you know that? Um, you, well, I know Spider Man. So um, you watched the old like the '90s Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. I assume. So, uh, Mr. Air is played by the same guy who does uh, Kingpin in that series. I didn't oh. hear it until, like, someone pointed out, like, another on something else, I think. Yeah, that's like cool. That, that makes sense. Kingpin's the same kind of character, just big and strong. Yeah. Kingpin's, um, he's, he's, I don't know, I, I really liked how he, they, they did Kingpin in the, um, in the PS4 game. Anyway, that's a little bit off topic. <laughs> You're a big, uh, PS2, 4 girl. Um, not as much as I would like to be. Like, I just have, like, a, I have a PS2 that has hooked up and we played that. But, like, I really want to, um, he was in, get a PS... Pe- go ahead. He was in Oliver and Company, too. Who did he play in Oliver and Company? Uh, Francis. Who's Francis in Oliver and Company? The, the old British dog. Oh, my the, gosh. The, the bulldog. Yeah, the bulldog. Also a good movie. That people don't talk about enough. Yeah, also a good movie. Yeah, well, I think people are just like, I mean, Dickens was pop- very popular in his time, but like after, after now, it's just like a Chris oversaturation of Christmas Carol, and then nothing else really. So unfortunately, it's true. It's um, true. Um, yeah, Billy Joel's one of my favorite artists ever. So him as Dodger, I freaking love this movie. Um, but you were talking about like 
movies not being like mega popular then and then kind of growing in popularity that kind of happened to emperor's new groove Mm -hmm. no one really talked about that for a while and now you see cusco merch or cronk merch or yzma merch pretty much everywhere which is great because that's my favorite animated movie of all time it's a good choice (laughs) yeah um, I'm, so funny. I'm glad they, they did the whole series before um, Eartha Kitt died, too, because, like, that... I mean, the series is a little bit... It kind of beats the, the, the jokes to the ground a little bit, but it's still, like, it's still fun uh-huh. to enjoy. I'm not... Is it on Disney Plus yet? Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was never my favorite um, show growing up, because they, the, they had that, they had uh, the Lilo and Stitch show, they had the Tarzan show... Um, I remember really, really liking the Lilo and Stitch show and the Tarzan show, but the, the what was it, Emperor's New School? Mm-hmm. Like he was going to school or something? Yeah, that was never my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Know. It's it's kind of um, yeah, like the the school thing was a little bit of a stretch too. I I feel like again, I'm glad all the the original VAs came back and it was still kind of had that similar sense of humor, but like. I don't think it was the best premise um, for, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the repetity of like the, the, the school sh- um, framing device. But I think that's yeah. the biggest, the biggest problem. So. Um, um, what's, is, is, what's your favorite Disney movie? Um, I like, so, well, it's, it's like a three-way tie between uh, this and um, Little Mermaid, which we I just recorded a video about, and then um, Lion King. Um, but I think, good picks, good picks. Yeah, I think, I, I've talked about it before, but I think Lion King is objectively the best movie, because right. it's yeah. just very well-rounded, and they fuck it all up with the, the, I don't know if you saw the series or whatever, but it's, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Lion King one and a half? No, not even Lion King one. Lion King one and a half is like decent if you forget that a lot of it's not canon because it right. contradicts with itself. But um, I'm I'm talking about the Lion Guard because it's, it's very oh about his son or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, I don't yeah don't it's on Disney Plus, but don't 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 watch it. I I watched the whole thing for you. It's not good. <laughs> It's very like uh, my my cousins are watching it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it. we're doing we're trying to finish up this big Lion King uh, documentary we we had with a bunch of people filming it and stuff like that, and we we do it like a, a um we do a count of how many times basically the the plot of every episode is there's these hyenas that are outside the plot the pride lands or whatever that are not related to the hyenas from the movie. And they come in, and the lion guard are like the police, and they kick the hyenas out with the roar, and then they come back in again, and they kick them out. And um, in the third season, they go on a little adventure that's a little bit better, um, but it's a little bit also contrived and implies Scar was bad because he had a mental illness, essentially, and not because... All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, just let villains be villains. Yeah, Disney just... doesn't do villains anymore. Like, what what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I think they'll, they'll like e- there'll be a new villain in the in the wish thing though, right? Wish the wish the wish movie. Let's see. Oh 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 yeah, that doesn't look interesting to me in the slightest. I don't know why. Um, maybe I just haven't seen the the proper trailer, but um. Yeah, like Raya, The Last Dragon, no villain, really. Uh, Strange World, no villain. Uh, the last like good villain I think we got is Mother Gothel. No. No. Really what about another... King Candy? Was that after? Was that after Tangled? Was was Wreck-It Yeah, but still, e- either or, it's it's 2012 for yeah. Wreck-It Ralph, and you know for um, Tangled, it's 2010. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. You're you're totally right. But, like, even we're talking about this movie, and even this movie doesn't really... I mean, I guess this movie, um, Captain Flint is technically the villain, and then you think... So, and then yeah, like, and... The side characters kind of, like, squirp, I guess. But, you know... Right. No. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think every movie needs to, needs to have one, but, like, 
my my friend plays the the board game villainous which is all disney villains basically mm-hmm. you know it has isma and captain hook and hades and cruella deville and like all these classic villains that we used to get and it's just interesting whether it's like a culture thing a society thing or like for kids movies we just don't do it as much anymore it's just an interesting thing i've noticed there was wait there, the villain in zootopia does that count the sheep lady uh, that's pretty uh that's pretty bottom tier right there. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. Not super rememberable, especially this Oh, there is uh, Bellwether. Uh, people, Mayor Bellwether. Yeah, people uh will will get my drift, but like there is this guy um who was in, in my in the pony fandom who would not shut the fuck up about Zootopia and I don't really like <laughs> that guy. So, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> it's a good movie, so, but no. <laughs> Not the best, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the the clip you saw was on was on my podcast of me. We're, we always do hot takes. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to do Disney hot takes. Um, and I thought that would be a good hot take because no one ever talks about it. And I, I just went through like the last like 10, 20 years of Disney movies and made a list of everything that Treasure Planet is better than. <laughs> um, because it's better than most. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. too, even, like, everyone, I mean, it's it's died down a little bit, but especially Furs and Encanto, and, like, Treasure Planet's better than movies. Like, I'm so tired of Encanto. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm so tired of in, in, in Frozen. Not, not that those are, like, yeah. bad, but they're not, like, great either. They're just, like, mid-tier, no. you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think Frozen and Frozen 2 are both good. I think Encanto's good. Um, I just don't like... I just don't like it as much as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would agree that, like, I think you can make the argument for any of these movies. But, yeah, I definitely think Treasure Planet is is up there. Um, Lilo and Stitch is up there for me. Treasure Planet is up there. Obviously, Emperor's New Groove. And then, I, yeah, I like the classic of Lion King being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I'm not really looking forward to uh, them making a, a Lion King live-action prequel. Like, I like the, the, the idea of a Lion King prequel is golden but not as they're making a live action lion king prequel yeah where they're gonna do scar's backstory again hopefully a little better than lion guard but even though that my expectations aren't high like you know my my general thing is just like you have disney plus like it's not about box office numbers anymore just make a 2d and put it on disney plus people will watch it Imagine the, that. Mufasa the Lion King is a prequel to Disney's 2019 live action remake. That sounds interesting. We can't ever come up with anything original, but this is slightly original, I guess. Yeah, like, again, if they did a 2D movie and they had the original cast and they had the original, like, some of the original creative team, I'd be like 120% on board because I think, you know, the implied backstory between Stigar and Mufasa is something that's very, like, I, like, my, in my mind, like, um, you know, sequels and prequels are are fine as long as there's an actual reason for them existing that isn't monetary-based. And, like, so if you find natural beats in the story that, like, we can flesh this out, we can flesh this out, cool. Um, so I feel, so I think, like, the best example of that is, like, the Toy Story sequels where they, you know, Woody's backstory is fleshed out. Like, what happens if Andy, you know, leaves, you know? I'm not really a big fan of Toy Story 4, but, like, Good, good for you. We've also said on the podcast of mine that Toy Story 4 should not exist. Yeah. Then they're making a Toy Story 5. Um, yeah, now it's just like, yeah, frick it, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, I wish that was not. <laughs> yeah, like one of these one of these days I'll do a video where I'm just like, we didn't need Toy Story. Like, we just needed like a short, like, if you really, if you really yeah, care or, about Bo Peep, just make a short of her coming back. And like, a short would have been great. Or if you want to do a spinoff of Toy Story, call it Woody's Adventure or something. You could have done that movie. That's fine. But to make it a Toy Story movie, like when Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending and this one's just about Woody basically leaving. It's like, what are you doing, brother? Like, we. Uh, yeah. especially. I, I mean, especially because the, the whole thesis of Toy Story is, is about like Buzz and Woody being friends forever. And and being there for your kid, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but um, like, um, I I I think when I mean this, we're getting a little off off topic, but like I think <laughs> just just to put it out there because like I think it's a good idea. Like I I really think 
like the only acceptable Toy Story five idea is that Andy is grown up and he's and like he has a wife and maybe the wife is pregnant and they're having a baby and then he's just like, man, you know, it'd be great for this baby, Woody. I wonder if Bonnie can give me back Woody. And then Bonnie's like, oh shit, I lost him. And then Woody goes on, or uh, you know, uh, Andy goes on this adventure to find Woody. And then there's that'd be cool. There's something that ha- that happens in the third act where Woody has to reveal that he's sent- sentient to like save Andy or something mm. like that, and then Andy yeah. can be like, "Whoa!" And yeah, that's that's you can, you can steal a Pixar. It's it's there for you because I think that's the only acceptable way to to do more Toy Story. <laughs> I doubt they're gonna do that. <sighs> I I can I can dream. I mean, I don't even know what Toy Story five is fucking gonna be about. Just- yeah, we have no. Uh, so the first trailers for that should be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Toy Story Five. We're out of ideas. Um, okay, last uh, last thing that's kind of off topic. Do you think? Do you watch any other animation other than Disney? Uh yeah, I watch like all the things. Okay, so did you see the animated movies last year? Um, I saw Good. I.e. Puss in Boots. I did see Puss in Boots. Yeah. So it. Most people said this definitely monetarily, but also in terms of quality. DreamWorks destroyed Disney last year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, put like, and like the thing with Puss in Boots too is that be, because like the first one was just like generally okay, that people really mm-hmm. weren't expecting much from Puss in Boots too. Extra puss, exactly. So you know, I think for them to like jump in and have these like really fleshed out character arcs for new characters is just like you know I wouldn't have predicted it. I'm usually pretty good at predicting stuff, and I'm sure you are too by this conversation. So. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely, you know, definitely interesting for sure. I mean, good good for DreamWorks, you know. No, absolutely. And they got Kung Fu Panda 4 coming out, mm-hmm. which also I don't think is necessarily necessary. I'm a big Kung Fu Panda guy, but we'll have to say about that. But no, it seemed like, I mean, they crushed them in the box office because obviously Puss in Boots was good and no one cared about Lightyear and no one cared about Strange World. I thought I didn't see Lightyear. Uh, it, was, it was Strange it was, World. Uh... <laughs> It's pretty yeah. yeah, most people think it's eh. Strange World I thought was fine. Like I gave it like maybe a six out of ten. Like it's nothing crazy, but it's it's on the good side. Uh but the marketing for that was terrible. Like I went in having no idea what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Um or if anybody cared about it. Um but yeah, Puss in Boots was better than all of it. Mm-hmm. Um and then they also released Bad Guys last year, which I didn't see, but a lot of people liked. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean I, I think a lot of that stuff just comes down to timing, but I think like you know, it's just a lot of safe bets and oversaturation. Like, you know, I can't, I, I can't stop shitting on this new Little Mermaid. Not, not because of, you know, the <laughs> I was, obvious I meant to ask, stuff. I meant to ask like, you about that. Not the, not the obvious stuff, but just like, I mean, I'm not a fan of it anyway because there's just so many aesthetic changes. So like, even like, um, again, not the obvious thing, but like, like the sisters are totally different as far as I think like they're they're different they're new characters like they're all renamed Mm -hmm. and they're all redesigned and stuff like that and then you know just the same old like Scuttles played by Aquafina now I guess okay are you serial are you serious right now I'm super serial dude how does Aquafina keep like getting into all of this stuff (laughs) she just like sneaks her way into like so much stuff yeah I don't understand it so I mean I I'm hope like it will come out and then people will complain about it. And like, finally I can, I can hate it without having it be about racism. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Without everyone calling you a racist. Yeah. Like I did a video where I'm just like, well, this is fine, but I personally like it because I love the aesthetic of the original movie and they're changing Mm -hmm. all the aesthetic and that's a very artistic, you know, interpretation. But you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. I like, I like, I don't like change. I just want to like, and yeah. and to be fair, like I think developing the the sisters um, is a very good idea, and like an idea that I've had in the back of my head like forever. Like because we get I think one one or two episode like one episode in the series about um, on on Andrea. I think she's the blonde one uh, where they flesh out a little bit, and then they flesh out Atina, the oldest one with the crown, the orange one with crown as being the oldest mm-hmm. in the prequel, but that's really all we get. And just like, there's, there's six of them, like, you know, go, they, they all can't have like their own adventures. They're all content just being mermaids forever. So I'm, I'm glad about that. I just wish they didn't just 
make new characters that are the are the sisters now. Like I don't, I'm just like it's it's it work with what. Wait, anyway, um, Treasure Planet is good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, we'll have to wait and see on the live action. Most of the live action ones I've just been like, eh. Like yeah. I, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're like that terrible of a thing that they're doing all of them. I think it's interesting. Um, I understand why they're doing it. Like, I think all that's fine. Um, I don't hate them. I don't love them. They're just there. They're fun to watch. I'll go see them. Uh, but then yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The last one, I, the last live action one I liked was, it was Cinderella and then everything like, I think yeah. I saw lying. No, Cinderella was good. Yeah. And I think it was a good job because like they, they had, they, they could work out the, the mother backstory because no one really, like that was very skipped over in the original, so you know that 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 works. Like again, a, a natural narrative beat, you know, to expand upon. Woo! So you know, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else um, about Treasure Planet that we haven't talked about. Oh yeah, Morph was also actually a, a parrot in the original. You get it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it? Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy. <laughs> That's funny. So um, let's see. Um, and then obviously Captain Amelia was a was a man because what's mm, what's Captain. yeah what's what's feminism in the 1800s yeah. but you know uh, I think right yeah but see that's a great example of like a character being female that they don't make it all about her being female she's just awesome yeah <laughs> you know uh, like they don't have to address it she's just so freaking cool we we did a um on my podcast we did a I didn't ever post this, uh, but we did a bracket of Disney females who would win in a fist fight. So we did, we had like 32 seeds of like Cinderella or Ariel, Lilo, <laughs> Nani, Pocahontas, <laughs> Moana, Jane, Andy's mom, Rapunzel, Andy's Jasmine, mom. all these people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Captain Amelia was on there. Um, and she didn't make it as far as I wanted her to because she went up against Merida in the second round and lost. Um, but I could see her being in the finals because Captain Amelia is bad. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I'm surprised she didn't, like, just win out because, like, Merida is, like, capable. But, like, like Captain Amelia is, like, on her fucking game, like, all the time. And dude, she's, like, a freaking acrobat and a leader. And, yeah, she's great. Uh, I'm pretty sure I argued for Captain Amelia and my podcast co-host, uh, voted for merida i'm pretty sure that's what happened but yeah she would have she would have gone to the finals otherwise blocked and reported no i just i yeah. i always as far as uh brave i always thought brave was kind of overrated like you know in- agreed yep yeah yeah but if you if you like if you if you really want your ginger ginger princess go for it i guess <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's she's a cool character. i mean her her character is about like her fighting for herself and uh, being good at bow and arrow, but um, this is a fist fight, so I don't know if she would have won that. But uh, no, yeah, Captain Amelia's great. Morph is great. Um, Song's great. Um, I don't really, I, I don't know any other than the 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 kind of plot hole that I said about him figuring out the map. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't really have much negative to say about it. To your point, yeah, I, I like they, there's tons of people that make like 3D carvings of the map that you can buy on SD, but like I want like a toy that you can actually like activate. And I know like McDonald's yeah. was like if you, you got pieces of the map for each of the toys and if you collected all the toys you got the the whole map. But I don't know like how great a McDonald's treasure plant map yeah. could be. Like won't a, last very long. As yeah. a side piece. Maybe there's some YouTube video of like someone reviewing like Look at this. It was made in China for for 5 cents. It's great. But yeah, right. if you ever you know, if you ever want to cosplay Jim, there's there's I mean, yeah, SD is the place to go Ooh. if they're um, Yeah, I could do that. They just released two um well, let's talk about the merch real quick and then we'll wrap. But like um since since, since you're since you're not in the know, I'll, I will I will know you. So, um basically for the longest time as we've discussed like um there wasn't really much at all like the they have a, a character walk around quote unquote for Ben and Jim. Um, but Jim would be seen once in a blue moon, and then I think both of them were out when the sh- when the when the movie was coming out, but that was really it. So, again, like you know, I'm working with the rumor, but like you know, but if they have a, if they do have a per- permanent spot in Animal Kingdom for Jim, like that's like progress is being made. Thank you, but mm-hmm. um, but uh. So they just released um, a, a Funko, a Jim Funko 
with um, on a solar surfer with Morph. So uh, oh, that's great. You know, which you, people can get. If, I think it's it's still on pre-order or something like that. So obviously, this new bag that uh, Andrew linked uh, for this is for Box Lunch that is uh, pre-order. That's like a purpley pink backpack that is silver and gym, which I would would have bought instead of the one I had if it came out sooner. Um, there's like a little strappy bag with Jim, like, um, Jim just looking out at the stars, which I also have. And then like the inside of the, it is like chip fabric. The inside of the backpack is actually like a little animation loop of morph moving, which I thought was cute. Um, it's not actually animated, but like it's, it's frames of him like moving. Right, right. Anyway, um, let's see what off the top of my head. And they have some 20th anniversary, like miss stuff. Like they have a pin, and they have the ornament, um, the 20th anniversary ornament of Jim and Silver going through the portal, which is neat. And I think the pin's the same thing, but it's a pin form. And, um, yeah, I think that's mostly it. I know there's a wallet that goes with the with the Loungefly bag, which I also have. And, mm-hmm. But um, and then if you want to get vintage stuff, they have plushies of, like, everyone, but Mr. Arrow and Dr. Doppler. So if you really want a Captain Delia plushy you damn furries then you know they're they exist <laughs> but yeah, yeah she's really popular with the furries i guess and i like i i, I do Dude. a lot of cons and i just see i just see her a lot yeah i went i see her a couple times i saw a couple gyms at the last con i went to too and i was really really happy yeah i always see kita and i always see like i mean a lot of times i see um obviously kim and Shigo, but um i'm just like right you know guys like I get it. Those those outfits are easy, but like the cosplay. I saw one Doctor Dragon once, and I was just very. I was very satisfied with that. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I always yeah. see a little bit like of them. But um, yeah. So I guess back to my ending point. Um, oh, before too, like you mentioned too, you saw the the reanimates. So I was I was gonna see what you thought about that. Yeah, I, well, I just thought it was a really cool idea. Um, it it kind of brought together a bunch of artists and talented people to kind of show off their talents, but also celebrate this other wonderful piece of animation that uh, is underappreciated. So it was kind of like a a wonderful conglomeration of like celebrating this movie, but also celebrating people's creativity and kind of working together to create this like fun little video that has a bunch of different styles in it to obviously the song that I really like. Um, I just thought it was a really cool idea. Okay. Well, yeah, reanimates have been out there for, for a while. So it's not like I, it's not like a totally original idea, but like, I No, Yeah. But it's a, (laughs) it's a perfect movie to do it for. Yeah. And it was all fun. It was very fun to watch. I think too. Like, I mean, um, a lot of people do them for like really popular movies and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but why? Like, do you, yeah. Do you, do, do, I had definitely never seen one, so that was cool. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. There's there's tons of of fun ones out there for good things and not good things. Just for like for mm-hmm. meme things. Um, I think that there's there was the the thing that got started was there was uh one for an old Warner Brothers cartoon called like the Dover Boys or something. So you can look that up if you want. anyway. So um so uh yeah, Treasure Planet's neat and hopefully you know. Like, I love, like, I say this all the fucking time, but I love Disney Plus because it gives people access to this kind of stuff when they, and they can just discover, like, Charge Planet, or they can discover Atlantis, they can discover, like, a series or something that they like, and it's, um, it's great for, like, animation fans like us who are just like, go watch the movie, because they don't have to, like, invest in buying it, or remember renting it at a blockbuster back in the day um, to, 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 to give it time. So I'm, you know, and that's kind of just what's happening with streaming in general. Like, you know, you see Friends stuff all over the place and Friends has been over for like 10, 15 years. But I think series are like, it's always been kind of like movies are forever. And then series are kind of like, like as long as the series airs and people kind of lose interest um, from it, which I think is dumb, but like, I think what's happening over time is now that's balancing to both of those are kind of like people just watch friends and they they're happy with it and they watch it again and it can still be their favorite show, even though it's been off the air for, you know, whatever, because right. they still have access yeah. to it. So I'm hoping, huh? you know, that kind of I mean, I don't I don't know if we'll get any more Treasure Planet spinoffs or something before I die, but you know, <laughs> hopefully we'll get some more 
thought out ideas that are better than Toy Story 5 uh, with the easier <laughs> access to the well, to customer base. <laughs> it's uh yeah, if you have um if you haven't seen it and you have Disney Plus, I would definitely recommend. Uh, and it's not just a I mean, obviously, this is nostalgia talking a little bit, like growing up, like we watched it. So obviously, that's affecting us a little bit. But I also, last year, the friend that I mentioned that plays Disney Villainous all the time is just as our big of a fan um, as Disney as me. Uh, he's basically my age, and he had never seen Treasure Planet. And we watched it together last year, and I saw him tearing up, and, and he really – he said it was great. So uh, not just for kids. Yeah, not just for kids. I was wondering too. Like, um, does does the does the villainous game have like 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 Frollo and stuff like that too, or like what? I think so. Okay, I was only wondering what range of as far as villains they have, or they just have like the popular people. So you know. No, I mean they they've come out with like expand. They keep coming out with like different sets. Um, so let's see, let's see. Um, so yeah, they ha they have a lot. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in there. I believe you, um, for sure. But uh, yeah, that Hunchback Two is also hunch not hunch not the second Hunchback, but Hunchback as well is also getting you know boosting its level of popularity. Anyway, so Andrew, where can people find you if they want to listen to your podcast or watch your videos on the internet? Yeah, so um, I am Wafello on everything, W-A-F-E-L-L-O-W, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Um, Twitter's a little different, actually, but you can still find me. <laughs> um, I do trivia about um, all movies, uh, but, you know, nerdy stuff, Star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, Disney, Marvel, anime. Um, do do shorts and long-form videos about that go check out my long-form videos i work really hard on them i have a million subscribers and my most recent long-form video has two thousand views it's very depressing oh yeah so you I can watch the me there boat, you know i have yeah <laughs> yeah it's tough and then um uh, my podcast is the escape pod podcast um so you can go check me out there i'm gonna do an episode a week cool um so i'm gonna keep you on because i have a surprise for you so uh, I don't know if you know this or if you've poked around a little bit, but we do headshots for all of our guests. So we did you okay. in a Treasure Planet style. <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh, let's that's friggin' <laughs> uh, it's with fellow Jim Hawkins. Let's go. Yeah. So I'll send you um, that file like later. Uh, I have a cleaner up Great. version of that, and then you can can use that wherever for as long as you you artist credit but yeah that's a, like thanks for being on the show my dude thank you so much i love it <laughs> all right well thanks everyone for listening to um this episode of animation communication with me and andrew and you know other guests pending i guess we'll see how it goes but uh you know if if you're new to the podcast then or you're coming from andrew's podcast or whatever then um i'm i love kim possible a lot or kp um the podcast which is called animation communication with the k think crusty crap um you get it kim possible anyway um uh it's on youtube and it's on all the, the streaming platformy thingies so spotify and soundcloud and wherever you get your uh, apple i guess wherever you get your podcast places and um if you're yeah we have plenty of backlog if you are new and want to keep up but if not we try to do one once a week we're we're working on it yeah <laughs> so but thanks thanks andrew again for coming and thanks everyone for listening thank you